Welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, my name is Chris Board, a best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in Burlington, Connecticut. First, I want to thank you for taking the time from your busy day to listen to what I have to say. Hopefully, I can give you some insight on uh, how to live a little bit longer and how to enjoy those extra years. To start off, we have just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, it's coming up on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, just a quick reminder that we are closed on Saturday and Monday. We have our normally scheduled sessions all day Friday. And uh, then we start back up again on Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. So I hope everybody has a fun, safe, and uh, enjoyable weekend. It'll be our first big weekend, first big weekend of the summer. Kicks off the summer, and with some of the um, easing up of the COVID restrictions, hopefully we can get out there and have some kind of fun. So what I'd like to talk to you about today is um, you may or may not know that I ran in the Connecticut Master Games this previous weekend, this past weekend, and I'd just like to give you a little bit of insight of on how I approach life and my mindset with things, and um, you may not necessarily agree with it, you may not necessarily follow it, but this is where I come from, so sometimes it's good to know a little bit more about the person that is giving you all this information all the time. I'm kind of a private person, so I didn't do a lot of social media about this race that I ran, um, I don't, I'm just not that kind of person, kind of a little bit um, private, but I will talk to you a little bit about it today. So I ran the Masters Games, if you don't know what the Masters Games are, they're like the, uh, the Olympics for a little bit older people, and you typically will be competing against people your age, so I competed against people from age 60 to 64 years old. <clears throat> and it uh, took place over at Veterans Memorial Stadium over at New Britain near Willowbrook Park. And I ran a 50 and 100 meter dashes, 1500 meter dashes. So those are real quick races. Um, I had never run an official race before in my life. Way back in middle school, I think four of us uh, Walter Shack, Keith Pulver, Paul Moncuse tried to run. Um, for the school record in middle school, I think it might have been. But other than that, I never ran a race in my life. In high school, I played football and lacrosse, although my track coach, who was the football coach, Coach Romano, hated me for playing lacrosse. He said, why are you playing that silly game? Because you should be running track. But I figured, hey, what other sport to get to run around, hit people, and hit people with a stick. So uh, I enjoyed lacrosse. I love lacrosse. I helped to build the program up here at Mills at the beginning. So I am glad what I did. I have no regrets. But um, I was kind of fast, and um, I've continued to be fast in my uh, older years here. So let me just go back to why I decided to run this race, because people have asked me, why did you do this? You know, What did you do it for? Because it did take a little bit of work to compete. Again, I, I always was fast. I was not the fastest kid, but I was always fast. And I was just looking for some kind of competition. You know, I've always trained. I've trained for years, and um, I enjoy it. But I thought maybe I could put a little edge to my training if I had a little bit different focus other than just staying fit, uh, living longer, and, and that type of goal. 
So I looked around, and the Tough Mudder thing in the OCR or the obstacle course training, uh, just obstacle course race, really just didn't appeal to me for some reason. I don't know. I didn't want to dive in cold water, cold water or crawl through um, tunnels without knowing what the other end is, getting all muddy and all that kind of stuff, although I don't mind getting muddy. Um, it just didn't appeal to me, so I thought maybe I could try this. I was still kind of fast, although I didn't train – my training wasn't specifically to be fast. Um, I thought it would be a good thing to try out, so so I did. And um, uh, just to know and understand what my mindset is, I really have a distaste for losing. And, and nobody likes to lose, I don't think, but I really have never liked losing. So I can think back when I was a child. This was probably seven years old or younger I don't remember the game I was playing with my, my family, but it was some kind of game where we would uh, pieces on the board and you could shoot a piece across the board and knock somebody else's piece off the board and then you'd have to go back to the beginning. And um, my dad shot my piece off the board and I was ticked. I was so ticked that I grabbed the pocket of his shirt. I tore his shirt and tore the pocket right off his shirt. And that kind of should have been a sign of what it was like when you're playing a game with me. And I've really never liked it. And I don't think I ever played that game again. I lost and I never played that game again. Which maybe that's sad to some people, but that's just the way I was. So then I got a little bit older. Uh, probably my early teens, I used to play chess with my dad. And uh, he would beat me. So I'm a little bit more mature now. So I went out and bought some books on how to play chess. And we played until I can beat him. And... The one day that I beat him is the last time we ever played chess. So maybe I had a little, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. So I never played chess again with him. And then uh, I can think back in high school when I was playing lacrosse. So when I started playing lacrosse, I was a freshman, and it was the first year that our school, Brewster High School, actually had a lacrosse program. So we... We're terrible. I mean, if you know anything about lacrosse, we got to carry around a ball and a stick and throw and catch it. We were terrible. But even then, if we were playing in scrimmages and we played in games and we got our butts kicked, I, I would just be fueling when I got back onto that bus. And uh, I remember my one of my best friends, Mark Hershey, saying to me after we got our butts handed to us, saying, well, what are you so mad about? What are you upset about? You know, it's just a lacrosse game. It wasn't just a lacrosse game. It was the effort we put into it. It's how we approached the game. It's that we lost in the way that we lost. It bothered me. And you can go out and play as hard as you can and give your best effort, and you got to be happy with that. But, man, I just don't care for losing, even to this day. I remember when I would play games with my children, like Candyland. And I will admit that sometimes I would let them win. And... Although it was fun for this and that, I still had a hard time letting you win, even in Candyland. So that's kind of the mindset that I go with as I, as I play games and really as I go through life. So um, keep that in mind as I go through this little story. So it was back in October 2019 when I started training for May 2020's um, games. And, you know, I'm working out. I'm lifting some weights, doing some running. I got a little help from Alan Cosgrove, my business coach, who's one of the smartest minds in the exercise industry. He gave me some pointers on what I should be doing for running and things like that. 
So I was training, and then, like everything else, COVID hit. And with everything else in life, there's ups and downs to this. COVID hit certainly was a challenge to continue to train. Um, I had trained X amount of months, and then now the race gets postponed until October. So that Father's Day, I got um, blocks. You know the blocks that the sprinters put their feet in to take off in? I figured if you're going to do this race, you need to know how to get out of the blocks. It's probably one of the most important things about the race is the start itself. So I got some blocks, tried to figure it out on the Internet what to do. I could not figure it out. I knew I needed some professional help. So I brought um, Coach Nicole Dumpson on board. She gave me a hand. She's the associate head coach Head, she's an associate head men's and women's track coach over at Central Connecticut State University. A superior athlete in her own right when she used to run. She's been coaching for years. Uh, so she gave me some help. She gave me a lot of instruction. And we're coming up, and the race is about ready to happen in October. We're not sure if it's going to happen or not yet. And on Labor Day, I tore my calf, a severe calf strain to the point where I took off and I could barely, I fell and could barely get off the track. So there's just another another setback in this journey. And um, if the race had occurred, which it was postponed until this spring, if it had occurred, I probably would not have been able to race because basically from Labor Day until late December, I could not run in any capacity at all. Couldn't even jog. In fact, I started getting some plantar fasciitis on the bottom of my foot. If anybody's had that, they know it's excruciating painful. And um, I was able to start to run in January, got a little going in February. Next thing you know, my soleus, the bottom part of my calf, started cramping up on me. And I couldn't run again for a few weeks. So there's a lot of setbacks here. But I didn't give up. I was not going to give up on this quest to, to run the race. And as... My calf healed, and I started to work with Coach uh, Nicole again. We're coming up to the race. Had a lot of good runs. I was out in Utah, ran while I was out in Utah, came back. And two Saturdays before the race, I ran with Coach, had a great session. She actually said that I looked like a, a, um, a sprinter at that time, which is a compliment. But then that next Wednesday, I ran, put on my spikes, and my calf seized up on me again a little bit. Lo and behold, I really can't run that often in spikes. That's what the issue seems to be. But I kind of laid off my calf, and I ran the race, okay? The race came up, and I ran the race. And it was very interesting since it was my first race. I'd never even been to a race before. I got to the race a couple hours early and uh, warmed up for about an hour, a little bit of waiting around. Um, came up for the first, the first race was the 50 meters. Lakes kind of felt heavy. I think that was from nerves. And um, took off at the gun. Didn't have a great start. Didn't have a bad start, but didn't have a great start. I, I felt like it wasn't like, I didn't trip or anything like that, but it just wasn't snap off at the gun. And I ended up running 8.2 seconds, 8.20 seconds. And the eventual winner of the 50 meters was in my race, was in my heat. And I could see him out of the corner of my eye. This guy was just like a jackrabbit out of those blocks. And he ran in eight, 7.28 seconds. So I was, I, he beat me by close to a full second, okay? And in 50 meters, that's a lot. 
And I ended up coming in fifth out of nine in the 50 meters. And all the people that beat me were down in the seven range. I knew I had to get into the sevens to be competitive. So not a bad showing for the first time in a race. So then I went and had to wait around for a little while, about an hour, for the 100-meter race, 100-meter dash, which I had a little bit more concern for because 100 meters, man, you got to run as hard as you can for 100 meters, and, and that's not easy. And I trained for it um, and um, didn't do as well as I'd like to have done, but I didn't do poorly. So I ran 100 meters, and uh, I ran in 15.47 seconds. And the eventual winner was that same gentleman who won the 50 meters. He ran in 13.44 seconds. So he beat me by a full two seconds in the 100 meter. And this guy, I believe, was a, um, an ex-European pro soccer player, forward. He does this all the time. The guys that won those races were in the four, third, second, third, and fourth place. All the guys that have been running the races. So I feel pretty good about uh, how well I did for being my very first race and have never run before any type of race at all. But it's it's left me wanting more because I just felt like there was a little bit more there. Like if I could train a little bit better, I could be there. I could be there in the end. I need to take a second off, although that's a lot of time. I think with some technique and some training, I can get there. So I'm, uh, I did mention that in one of my posts that uh, I wasn't in the race. I wasn't even in the race. And when I say that I wasn't really in the race, I wasn't in the contention to win. I certainly did perform well, but I wasn't really there to a point where I could say, hey, oh, this is just this little bit. I may have been able to win the race. So after the race, I text Alan, um, and he said, Alan Cosgrove, he, he told me this. He said, results are things over which we do not have complete control over. The opposition wants to have a say in those results, how true that is. The only thing you have complete control over is the performance you're ready to give. Results are decided by what you do with that control. So with the control that I personally had, I felt I warmed up well, I felt I raced well, I did the best I could possibly do, but it, it, it just isn't enough for me. And yeah, I'm gonna take a step back and enjoy that I ran the race and the accomplishment. I can't necessarily say it was fun because it's over so quick, eight seconds, 15 seconds. Um, but it was certainly a learning experience. And it leaves a little bit of fire in my belly to go after this again. And, and this is kind of how life is, right? This is how I relate to things, especially like in business the survival of my business over 23 years now. You know, we opened, I opened a business that, you know, people just didn't do this for a living. And then we're chugging along and then 9-11 hits and then, you know, just step back and in 2008, the recession, we take a step back a little bit. Now COVID, we have to take a step back again. It's just constant battle. And to be an entrepreneur, I think you need to have that, burning desire to always do better, always do the best. And when I was in high school, my high school football coach, uh, the late um, Coach Molino, John Molino, awesome coach, uh, he gave me a saying. Um, I don't really know who this saying 
is originally from. I looked it up on the internet and there's some controversy over it, but it's one that I kind of live my life by. It's good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better best. And I want to be the best at everything I possibly can be. So when it comes to running a race, I want to be the best. I want to go into that race knowing that I have the opportunity to win. Not just be my best, but be the best in that race. And the same thing goes with business. I want to be the best coaching center there is. The best coaching center that I can produce. Okay, There was a great um, social media post by Rachel Cosgrove recently that she made a great observation about entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs to survive in business need to have that mindset, that go, 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 always looking for more. Because if you rest on your laurels, someone is going to pass you. Pass you. And the next thing you know, you're no longer going in the right direction. But she made the point that every once in a while we need to step back. And she had a picture of Alan and Rachel standing on a rock looking out into the, out into the horizon while we were out in um, Utah hiking uh, Zion National Park. And her point was, you know, sometimes you just have to need to step back and enjoy and feel good about the accomplishments that we have. And I know I'm very hard on myself, and I have a hard time doing that. I especially have a hard time doing that in business. Um, not that I necessarily compare myself, but I do see what other people can do. And there's, I always say, if they can do it, I can do it. So if those people in that race can run 7.24 or 7.27 or whatever it might be, I can do that as well with the proper training proper mindset, nutrition, sleep, all that stuff. I feel that I can do that. I only have to make up one second's time. So I look back and say, hey, you know, I did well for my first time running a race, never running a race before. I did the best I could do under the conditions that I had for that day and for leading up to the race, the training, overcoming the obstacles of injury and COVID and running a business during COVID and things like that. But it leaves a little bit more, a little taste in my mouth that I want a little bit more. So a good friend of mine, Ben Fogel, owns Epic Fitness in Utah. His philosophy is and his, his motto is they help people get 1% better every single day. And it's a great motto to have. It's something that I think about every single day when I come into work. I want to make sure that we're 1% better today than we were the day before. When we're coaching people, we want to make sure that we're coaching people. And when they leave that facility, they're 1% better than when they came in that door. If you continue to have that mindset, if you have the mindset that you want to get better every single day, if you have the mindset that you want to be good, better, and the best, you just don't ever let it rest. If you have those mindsets, you're going to be able to achieve the goals that you want in life. So if you had to take a step back because of COVID, with whatever those goals may be, whether it had to do with exercise, nutrition, sleep, relationships, your business, whatever it is, you need to have that mindset that you can't give up, okay? You have to always try to do your best every single day and every single day try to get 1% better. And that's why I believe that I was able to run in that race and do as well as I did. And uh, I anticipate doing better. I now know I have a starting point, And I'm going to work to do better than that. I'm going to try to put together my resources to be able to perform better. And the same thing holds true with business. 
We had definitely, like most business, took a step back because of COVID, but uh, we've had some um, easing on the restraints recently. Uh, I think I see some action coming back in our door, and we're ready to go. We're ready to build again. We're ready to help people. We're ready to help people achieve their goals, and that's what a coach does. Um, I mean, I hired a coach to help me run. Alan Cosgrove coached me to help me run. I'm pretty sure Alan and Rachel Cosgrove were smartest business minds I know in the fitness industry they have coaches to teach them how to coach us in our mentorship so coaches are important in life even the, the best coaches in the world even Michael Jordan had a coach okay they're important they do more than just count to 15 reps when you're lifting some weights they help you achieve and they help you build yourself to the point where you've achieved your goals so that's what I have for you keep that mindset of wanting to be the best all the time, 1% better every single day. And you will get to where you want to be. I know you will. I have confidence in you. I believe in you. So that's it for today. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me and my little story uh, about my race uh, a year from now. I know I'm going to be able to give you better uh, information, better results with my race because I'm going to work at it. I know if you work at hard, something hard enough, if you work smart enough, you can make that happen. So everybody have a great Memorial Day. Hope you enjoy this weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the time with the ones that you love the most. And uh, look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday where I'm going to give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.